You know, when I started in the ministry <laughs> years ago, I remember my first church, I had a sermon, 10 absolutes for raising your children to be amazing. And it was great. And I loved preaching it until I had my first child. I'm going, man, I don't know, this ain't going to work. I did these. And, and I, my second child really was like, okay, okay, it just wasn't the child. And so, so then I had, uh, I had 10, then I changed the 10 uh, ideas that would help have amazing children. Took out the word absolute truth. And, you know, after having four children, I now have two things that might help you along the way. Uh, at parenting. I want to talk to you yeah, because here's what I know about children. They're a gift from God. And it is every adult's responsibility, whether you're parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, or just a part of this church family, it is every adult's responsibility to value children, to model for them an example to live and follow, and to encourage them, to support them, and to pray for them. That is every adult's job. If you're part of this church family, you ought to be praying for our children and our teenagers. You may not know them directly, but you pray for them. And when you see them put stuff on Facebook and they're asking for prayer, pray for them. So you don't know them, pray for them. Because that's a part of our responsibility. Because God has made it clear that children and young people are a gift. You guys are an amazing gift to our church. Those that were across the stage were a wonderful gift to our church. Here's what he says in Psalms 127.3. Children are a gift from the Lord. Wow. He don't give junk. And they are a reward for him. A reward from him. They have meaning and they're to be treasured because they bring something to your life. Now go to Proverbs 22.6. Direct your children onto the right path. And when they are older, they will not leave it. Now, as parents, I put this in our notes. As parents, we try to give our children what they want. It's part of the baby boomer generation. We want our children to have what they want. It is more important to give them what they need. And sometimes they're quite different. You know, my children have always known what they wanted. If I said, what do you guys want? They got a list. They're ready. As a matter of fact, I think they've actually conspired to get that list to you some way. They always have wants. But not every want needs to be met. But every need should be met. And there's a big difference. And I think as parents, we have to learn the difference in that sometimes. So here's what I want you to understand. Our children, those who were on this, they were so beautiful and they behaved so well. I thought, man, those are great parents. I mean, those kids aren't doing anything wrong. Look at this. Pretty awesome. But here's what I know. Their children have a sin nature. Okay, good. Hmm. All right. Yes, Dad, I appreciate that. (laughs) Jim takes care of me, man. He does. Ah. And so we look at this, we go, okay, here's what I know about children. They're going to mess up. They are going to mess up. If you're thinking my children are never going to do anything wrong, you are going to be mistaken. 
Uh, I preached one time a sermon uh, at one of my churches about the sin nature, and it starts out every child, every child, every person is born with sin nature, which leads them to rebellion. And I had a couple that had just had a baby about almost a year old, and they're going, they kind of got mad at me saying, well, my child doesn't have that. My child's just great, perfect. Our child's going to be wonderful. I said, okay. About a year and a half later, they're in my office saying, can you perform an exorcism on our child? I think they're demon-possessed, man. <laughs> See, they have something inside them that, uh, that, that moves them away from God. And they, they, they're, gonna make a, they're gonna, sometimes going to make a mess. So that's why I want to tell you two things. Please get this. See, I have never had, I've never ever seen a child that had to be taught how to lie, lose their temper, or be selfish. It just comes. They kind of go, and they don't realize it. They kind of just, their nature pops up. And then you have to tell them, you can't bang your head on the floor when you get mad. It's going to hurt you. Uh, You don't need to say things that aren't true. People will not like that. God doesn't like that. And so on. So, two things. Number one, give them roots to live confidently. Plain and simple. Give them roots to live confidently. You see, I, I think the difference in children becoming teenagers, becoming adults, and going through life with confidence is how well we give them a root system. You know what a root system is? If you go outside your yard and you've got those trees and they've got these amazing roots that run and hold them in the ground, and if they've got a good root system, they, they withstand storms and they withstand trouble and the winter and the spring and the fall, and they're there because they're well-rooted. The roots go, and they're deep in the ground. We have to give our children a good root system. Grandparents, you got to help with the root system. Church, you got to help with the root system. We're here to help in the root system through the preaching on Sunday morning, through what Eric does in children's church and children's ministry and youth ministry. We're trying to help you with the root system. But you got to do some of it too. We gave you that Bible because that's a part of building a root system today. So you got to give them roots to live confidently so they know they're going to make it. So they can face the times that are troublesome. So what does that look like when we do that? Well, I think there's three, there's, there's, there's a couple of things here. Number one, you got to give them secure love. If I'm going to give them good roots, they got to know that they're loved by God unconditionally. That God loves them. He values them. They're, they're like amazing in his eyes. He is a gift from them to us. And he values every child that's ever been born. Okay? He does. You guys are valuable to him. As teenagers, y'all are valuable. Y'all are incredible. He will never stop loving you. You may mess up. You may become rebellious, you may do some things. He will never stop loving you. Now, I'm going to talk about that in a minute, how that works. But the children need to know that there is a secure love that never diminishes. It's always going to be there, whether they're good or whether they're bad. So you got the secure love that does not diminish. Now, what does that look like? That means I commit my will to your needs and best interests, regardless of the cost. That's what that is. Secure love is I'm going to do what it takes to invest in your life. That's what God did on the cross for us. He sent Jesus, the greatest investment heaven, heaven ever made in me, the greatest cost that could ever be offered for my sin, that Jesus would die for me. God was investing in my need and my best interest. And as, and as parents, we have to do that with our children. We have to invest in their needs and their best interests. Now, let me go and help you. 
sometimes your children will not appreciate that, incidentally. Because they don't know, they think they know what's best. But they're kind of going to want to fuss with you and get mad at you and not talk to you for three days and go, uh, you know, and then tell you that you don't know anything and that you're old-fashioned and that doesn't work anymore. They're going to all those things, okay? But the truth is, you do what's for their best interest, regardless of the cost. So they might not talk to you for three days. You do what's best for them. That's parenting. And you love them through the messes. You love them through the mistakes. Because every child's going to make them. And so, you could, and what, how do you do that? How do you have secure love? You show affection. You, you hug them. You, you, you pat them on the back. You affirm, give affirmation. You tell them that you love them, that they're valuable, they're significant. And you give them instruction. You tell them how to do stuff. And you, t- you help them adapt to life in every aspect of life, emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally, financially. You give instruction, part of it. And then you give correction because that's a part of love. Sometimes you've got to correct their path. Sometimes you've got to say, what you've done is wrong, and here's what we've got to do about it. Because that's a part of love. That's how we know God loves us. He corrects us. That's how our children know their love, when correction occurs. And so uh, that correction takes on different forms as they get older. But, you know, you go, here's, you sit them down, talk to them. Sometimes you do things when they're younger, they get older. You have to sit down and explain more and, and, and offer more information. But it's a part of the correction process. That's secure love. The second thing is significant purpose. Simply meaning telling them the reason they're here. Every person has significant purpose. Every person, every person here, regardless of your age, there's a significant purpose. For those that were lined up across this platform, each one of those children has significant purpose. Man, God's got something for them. Now, uh, he has equipped them with, with uh, specific purpose. Let me give you that. That specific purpose would be using skills and abilities they have. Some kids are athletes. Man, they got great hand-eye coordination. They got great speed. They, they just are athletes. They're, they're, they're ball-playing machines. That's okay. Do that. Man, encourage that. Promote that. Support that. Just don't let it become your God. The second thing is some are musicians. Some will, man, they can play anything. They can sing. And, and you want to support that and encourage that. You, you, you really do. And, and so... Uh, you go, okay, you may be a musician. Some may be a doctor. Some may be uh, um, just a, a math, math genius. Okay? God's equipped them to do these things. It's okay. Uh, maybe a teacher, homemaker, a salesperson, a manager, a minister. There's things that are part of specific purpose. Every child has a reason for being here. No child is junk. No child. And they are worthy of secure love and being told again and again they have significant purpose and it really, really matters. And not only is there a specific purpose of why they're here, to do things fit in the physical realm, uh, they also are to have relational purpose. They are to connect with people. They are to fall in love with people. They're to love their family, their mother and their father, their grandparents. They're to love the people around them, their friend. And here's the thing you pray for. You pray for two things with them. You pray, number one, for their conversion. 
Got to pray for their conversion, that they come turn to Christ. And the second thing you pray for regularly is their companion. They're going to fall in love and get married. Pray for that. Even now, while they're not even in school. You pray for those two things all the time. Lord, I want you to save my child. I want you to turn on the light of truth in their heart, and one day they'll trust you. And, Lord, I'm praying now, somewhere in this state, somewhere in this country, you're preparing the mate for them. And they're being raised by a set of parents. And you say, dear God, I pray that they, their paths cross and they'll know it. Let me tell you why that's important. The devil will try to mess that up. Just going to tell you. He will slip in counterfeits. Man, he is good because he's trying to destroy life. Now, I'm just telling you, as parents, you got to pray that they have discernment and that they are aware and wise and that they, God's helping them see through the deceptions. Because let me tell you, that's where I see the devil try to capitalize more than any other place is messing people up there. And, and God can handle the mess up, but it sure is a painful process you don't have to go through. Okay? So you pray for their conversion and their companion. And I don't care if they're still in diapers. Great time to pray. Because God's working on it. And in his time, he brings you together. And it's awesome. So that, that's relation to love people. And then spiritual purpose. That's important. The reason you're here for the kingdom of God, to know God's love and grace and power and to serve him, to do something with your life for him. Now, guys, I think it's great that we do a lot of stuff to equip our children how to be brilliant students. Man, we give them the stuff they need. They, you know, we, and to be connected, we give them an iPhone, an iPad. You know, uh, we got all the stuff they need to, to, to be, feel connected. And we'll, we'll pay a lot of money for them to develop their skills in, in music or athletics. And that's fine. And we'll spend virtually nothing on their spiritual life. Now, we're sending a message, whether we say it out loud or not, what's really more important. So now, I think you ought to buy your child the best Bible they can read at that time. Just like you'd buy the best phone they could have on their body. And just kind of, hey, man, I want to have that. When I, I think you ought to invest in, in church camps and church events. That costs money, but so does the other things we do. Band camps, sport camps. I mean, really, hey, I, I'm just saying the spiritual purpose is vital. Because they can have all the success in the world and miss God. And what has it profited them? If they've missed their spiritual purpose, to know God and his grace and forgiveness, to have a power that works in their life to overcome sin and temptation, and to serve him for kingdom's sake that he'll, they'll have eternal reward. That's so important. I will tell you this. You need to tell your children often. I don't care how old. I'm telling you, when they're, when they're, they're, they're small and you hold them in their arms, that's great. As they're as toddlers and preschoolers and, and then children and older children and teenagers, you need to say this constantly. I would say it even to them when they're young adults. You need to say, God has a purpose for your life. You're special to him. You can never say that too much. You need to say that. I'd say, man, you're special. God's got something incredible for you. You know, I don't remember everything my mom told me or my dad. I don't remember many of the conversations, but I remember those things that impacted my life in a great way. And, and when I was probably about 10 or 11 years old, I remember my mom saying to me, 
God has something special for you. He's got a special plan for your life. I had no idea what she's talking about. I, I, I couldn't have told I, At no point did I dream I'd ever be in the ministry. But she said, you know, you're a gift from God to us. And he's got a plan for your life. And that became a part of my heart. Now, while I would never quote that and say that, she put something in my heart that day that would come back to me from time to time. When I'd wander off and kind of not pay attention to life and sometimes make stupid mistakes, that seed would come back. So important, guys. Grandparents, you plant that seed. Sunday school teacher, you plant that seed. Friend, you plant that seed. Man, God's got a purpose for your life. Because he does. You don't have to be a minister. You can be a missionary. You can be a great, great homemaker. Raise your children. Or you can be involved in the educational system and touch lives. You can be a coach and really impact people's character. There's so many things you can do that God has wired you for. But it is for you uniquely because of who you are. Value that. Trust that. And just a word of encouragement. You say, man, I got my kids. Maybe you have a prodigal, prodigal kid in your life. It's kind of gone off the deep end and wandered away and seemed to have lost their way. The good news is, if you've planted the seeds and watered them, they do come up. Do you realize it took Moses 80 years to get on track? 80 years. His last 40 was awesome. So it may take some time for your child to get on track. They might make a mess, make a mistake. It's nothing God can't handle. Give them strong hope. that hey, And you hold on to it, and you claim it. And you say, Lord Jesus, I know. <laughs> you, you, can, you, you know where they are. And so this is what you do. You, 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 let them, you, just, you just do that. Man. Then here's the last thing I want to tell you. Give them wings to live courageously. You want them to live confidently, that they're loved, they have a purpose, they have a reason for being here, and there's a hope. You know, the world's become tough. I mean, it's, yeah, what happened this past week at Boston, at the Boston Marathon, has shaken all of us a little bit. We realize that we just can't take stuff for granted anymore. You've got to pay attention. And you never know when the last day may be that you get to tell somebody you love them. I mean, the tragedy of an eight-year-old child was killed in this violent episode, this bombing. That wasn't on anybody's agenda. That wasn't on their iPhone calendar that day. How do we teach our children to live courageously in a mean world? And I'm going to tell you, sometimes school can be mean. How do you teach them to live courageously? Confidently they're loved no matter what. Courageously, you got to give them wings to fly. You got to do it. What do you do? Number one, you, you encourage them to be productive. You say, go do something with your life. Make it count. Make it count. Make it count. Do something. Invest in something that God wants you to do. 
Be productive. Don't be lazy. Don't be slothful. Don't be disrespectful. But be productive. Give them wings to be productive. You're going to have to let go of them a little bit. You've seen that commercial lately. I just saw it. It kind of it stuck with my sermon. It's a, they're in a grocery store, and a mom's buying juice, and, and, and the kid's in the buggy, and, and, and there's her, you can tell what's going through her mind. Or there's a voice saying, you would do anything to protect your child. And it goes back to what she's thinking in her mind, that the kid's playing uh, dodgeball at school, and she's trying to get in front of every time they throw the ball to protect the child, which is certainly not practical, and you don't need to do that. The truth is, then she gives him some juice, and that's going to protect him. But here's the deal. You cannot protect your child all the time. You have to trust them to God. You've got to say, God, you got them. You have a purpose for their life. I trust you with that. Because there's going to come a time you're not going to be everywhere they are. So you say, I want you to be productive. And, and you give them strength to try stuff. Even if they fail, give them strength to try stuff. Support them, not with money. They need money. They need a lot of money, actually. But, you know, uh, support them emotionally. Support them spiritually. Um, Give them strength. Let me tell you something. Uh, One of the hardest things we had to do was when my daughter got a call for a job in Florida and she called and said, what do you think? I said, take it. If you want to go to Florida, take it. I mean, this is my youngest daughter. And take it. Pray about it. If God wants you to do it, go do it. Hey, Charlene had never been that far away from any of her children. And now they're going to move seven and a half hours away and whew, you got to let them go. It's a great move for her. It's a great move. Then she got another job back in Atlanta. She called and said, I'm ready to come back home. And she said, uh, so I, I, I really don't like this job. I said, well, great. You can come back home find a job first. <laughs> Love you. Apple of my eye. Get a job before you come back. Because <laughs> I want you to be productive. She got a great job. God opened the door for her. God provided for her amazingly. See, when you do things, you tell people, they need to see God work in their life. They need to, and you need to tell them all the time. You see what God's doing in your life? You see that prayer he answered? You see how he brought that to your door? You see what he opened up for you? You tell them this. You train them with these things. And you say, try it, man. Trust God. Go out on the limb. Don't hold back. Now, let me go ahead and tell you the boundaries are you try things within the book. Let me help you out there. You try stuff that God says you can try within the parameters of your protection. Because he don't want you to do things that's going to hurt you. And if you go outside the boundaries of protection that's provided in this book, and usually through the instruction of your parents, you'll be okay. If you go outside it, you're going to be in trouble. Has price tag. So you try things that God has signed off on. And if it's wrong, you don't need to try it to discover it's wrong. You just take God's word for it. I thought surely some parents would have said amen at that time, but I guess y'all departed. There we go. That's good preaching. 
All right. Here we go. The third, last thing I want to tell you in, 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 in teaching them to live courageously is they need to be accountable to God. They need to, you need to teach them you're accountable to God. One day, just try to live in obedience to God. And when they're out there, because you're not going to be, when they turn 16, they're not going to see you much. They're driving, they're going to ball games, they got dates, and then they go to college. They, they're going to call you when they need money. And, and you know, and, you know and, but hey, listen, that's part of growing up. That's part of getting out to be independent. And you got to tell them, you ain't going to be with them anymore all the time. And when you call, they don't even answer the phone. They'll text you back. <laughs> Charlene, we, she put on uh, 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 Vicky's phone, she put on a, a ringtone that says this. When, when Charlene calls her, it says this. This is your mom calling. This is your mom calling. This is your mom calling. S- drop everything you're doing and answer the phone. She's gotten better. You don't understand the phone. Let me tell you, they're not, you can't be their parents with them, but God can. God's got it covered. He really does. You know, it's like this. You ever tried to fly a kite? I used to love to fly a kite. You kind of get that thing set up, put it together, it looks good, but now you got to get in the air. And get in the air is kind of a challenge because you, you got to figure out which way the wind's blowing. You got to take off and run and hope the wind gets up under it, creates that vacuum that begins to push it forward. And, and then, but in the process, you ever ran and it hits the ground, you start it again and it hits the ground and you start again and it gets all, it starts doing crazy stuff. And, and then finally, when you get it above the ground, then you're close to trees and power lines. You start worrying about the trees going to get caught in the trees. Oh, my goodness, going to get caught in the power lines. And now you're kind of frantic. That's kind of like it is when you're raising kids, incidentally. Man, you're just sometimes trying to get them off the ground and get them off the ground. Then they get off the ground, you go, oh, my gosh, they're going to get caught up in the trees. They're going to hit the power line. And, uh, yeah, that's how we do it. And then, but something amazing happens. All of a sudden, the wind takes off. And it gets to a point where it gets up under the kite and it begins to get airborne, really, and begin to get up into the sky. And you know what you have to do, parents? You have to let out the string. Because that kite's designed to soar. And all of a sudden, you're letting out the string and you're going, wow, that's an amazing sight. Look at that. You've given them wings. You've trusted him to God. 